the Cambridge Marketing Podcast with Kiran Kapoor. Brought to you by Cambridge Marketing College. See their range of courses and apprenticeships at marketingcollege.com. My guest this week is Joe Glover, the guy that started the marketing meetup. Joe, I'll let you talk about the meetup in a minute and how how it began. But you're actually a, re- a returning guest because we, this is, I think, your third time on, on the show in various iterations. So uh, welcome back. <laughs> it's always nice to speak to you. Um, so, Joe, tell me a little bit about the, the meetup. Um, well, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. And, and third time is, is a special thing. So that's, that's just <laughs> fabulous. Um, the Marketing Meetup, uh, summarised in the sentence, is a, is a safe and kind place for marketers to come together to connect, to learn and do it all with kindness. Um, we've identified um, through my own story, really, that, that, that confidence is probably more of an issue in the marketing industry than competence is. Walking into networking scenarios in particular is, a, is something that terrified me. And, and so I wanted a, a space where I felt comfortable walking into and and that was seven years ago um long story short the marketing meetup this year will run about 270 events around the world um including in tokyo and san francisco and and new york uh, as well as 20 locations across the uk um but all held together by a common set of values which is looking after each other uh coming into a room to listen to one another say hello and be positively lovely, which uh, speaks to kindness and, and giving to the, the people in the room, the community around you. That's a lovely d- description of it. I didn't know you'd got it's gone to Tokyo this year. Wow, we'll we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> so going back seven years, um, and again, I have an inside track here because I, re- I, I, I knew you seven years ago and that, that we, you were talking then about the meetup. How did you, so many of us have these ideas about we could do something but then mm-hmm. either don't follow through for whatever reason or, or hit obstacles. So what was mm-hmm. it that made you go from, I don't really know anyone in Cambridge, I'm going to try a meetup, to where you are now? Mm-hmm. Talk me through that. I think I think it, it, it speaks to a truth which I think a lot of marketers would, would identify as, you know, sort of something that would sit very firmly in the diagnosis stage if you were, if you were applying a marketing model to it, which is that I had a very sen- strong sense of a problem that needed solving, which was, you know, this lack of a safe and kind place where people could walk into and feel like they are part of it rather than something that is happening at them. A place where um, not only the extroverts in the room get something from it, but also the introverts and, and, and the strength of and recognition of this problem. And it's a problem that we continue to try and solve today. It's not solved, by the way, um, means that it gives something for us to to aim towards, uh, to to keep on, you know, sort of fighting against, uh, to to direct our activities up off you know so really that story the strength of that story uh, the strength of the idea behind all of it has really been the galvanizing force behind the growth of uh, the marketing meetup over the course of time and the lovely thing about that is really that the strength of that story is, is is one that means that it also becomes bigger than me uh, for the longest time i've sort of been the the primary advocate for the marketing meetup but I've been very careful over the sort of past couple of years to sort of slowly start taking myself out the story, really, and sort of say, you know what, this is this is us. It's not me. Um, and and so I think the strength of the story is the first thing. The second is just doing it. I, I know that sounds silly, but yesterday I wrote about um, 
James Corden, who's who's just leaving the uh, the Late Late Show after eight years, and you know, I, I'm neither here nor there on 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 personality traits of James Corden, but he shared an interesting story, which was that when they started Carpool Karaoke, they were they were trying to get guests left, right, and centre, and they just couldn't get anyone. But then one day, Mariah Carey, out of the blue, sort of said yes, and that was enough that they were able to book the next the next guest off the back of it because Mariah had said yes. And then they sort of gradually kept on building their way up and up and up. And, and in the end, sort of carpool karaoke became a real social moment. And the lesson I learned from that really was that like you kind of just need to do a thing sometimes. You kind of then need to do the next thing after the first thing. And then you do the third thing after the second thing. And really that's kind of how I reflect on this journey is that I ran an event and then I ran another. And then people came up to me and said, can I run the event closer to my house? And, and we kind of did that. And then and then we kind of did some webinars and, and, and here we are sort of seven years later. Um, it wasn't like a grand plan. It was, it was very much like just do a thing. And, uh, if I was going to round off the answer, I think the important thing there is that we went in without too much expectation. We didn't expect, you know, that this needed to be the largest marketing community in the world. What we what we knew is that we had a problem to solve. And so we did a thing in that direction and then we just carried on. And uh, it's been a lot of fun since. Um, so a bit of a winding answer, but hopefully that's useful. I think that's great. And I think you're right. Just do it is is sometimes the, the easiest thing. Just put one foot in front of the other. You do an event and another event. So there's two things that I really want to focus on. One is the way that you've built a community. And the other one is the mm -hmm. way that you created and enforce or encourage a um, a particular type of culture, which, as you said, is, is be positively lovely. So it's a safe and kind place. So let's mm -hmm. start with the community. So, you, yes, you, you did an event um, and uh, your company allowed you to use the premises, which was helpful. And how many people came to the first one and how did you then build it? So, so we were right time, right place. So, like, let's let's not negate the um, the factor of timing and luck as as part of all this story. Uh, but nonetheless, um, on a tactical level, we uh, established the marketing meetup on Meetup.com, which at the time was a really popular sort of uh, place where people could um, find events close to them around uh, specific interests. Now that worked great for us because uh, within a couple of weeks we had the first hundred members uh, within the community. They hadn't paid anything, they just said they were interested in being part of the group. But then by the time we put up our first event, we kind of got 40 to 50 people come to the first one. So, you know, it was already it was already a success, you know, right right from the off, mm. so to speak. Um, so so we were lucky there. Um, if, if I was to do it again right now, then I'd probably... Um, I'd probably do something on Eventbrite, to be honest. I'd, I'd use Eventbrite rather than Meetup uh, for its uh, SEO sort of benefits and, 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 and sort of natural discoverability as an event pr platform. Um, so that's how I would adapt uh, the, the tactical sort of approach uh, these days. Uh, you'll have to forgive me, but I, I, I've forgotten the second half as I've blathered on, 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 on the question. <laughs> that's all right. I'm, I'm still intrigued by, you know, you, you stick, you stick, not quite in your own words, but you sort of stuck it up on Meetup, which was, as you say, quite popular uh, ways <laughs> to use at the time. And 40 people turned up. That doesn't just happen. Mm -hmm. You did actually do some pre-conversations, didn't you? You must have been talking to people about yeah. it. 
that's a fair point and, and I, 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 you're right to pick up on that so there's a couple of things that, that I think are important here so the first is the recognition of the problem um, and the reason why that's important is because um, on meetup.com that allowed us to uh, place a description on, on, on the site uh, saying what the event is and right from the off we were very very clear on the type of event that it is so um, I think in that instance we didn't say listen say hello and be positively lovely but I think we said this is a non-salesy environment where we're here to benefit each other or, or, or words to affect and that was a natural filtration mechanism for folks to sort of say yep this seems like me or no this does not seem like me so like I don't think we can underestimate the importance of how we communicate our positioning uh, to to anyone, you know, and, and I wouldn't have thought of it like that at the time, but I think that is uh, crucial. Um, another thing that I did, uh, as you rightly point out, I remember having lunch with you <laughs> in St. John's Innovation Centre, um, you know, so, so we were, I got in touch with a few folks who would have interest in speaking to a, a large amount of marketers. Um, so uh, brand recruitment is another one. So marketing specialists uh, in recruitment, uh, obviously Cambridge Marketing College. Um, and, uh, and I think the arrangement that we had at the time was uh, something to the effect of, you know, we'll treat you as sponsors. And if you can help promote the event, then, then you know, everyone wins. Mm -hmm. And so getting access to... Um, people who share your values, um, but are also willing to um, provide opportunities for their communities that they've built themselves to to engage in your own is, 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 um, is really important. So we fast-tracked it that way. The third thing that I did was um, a little bit of good old-fashioned elbow grease, which was going to LinkedIn uh, and, and at the time just messaging every head of marketing that I could find in the local area and saying, hi, I'm, I'm starting this event in Cambridge. It'd be lovely if you could come. Uh, most didn't reply, but those that did uh, said either yes or no. And if it was a yes, that was great. If it was a no, I said, no problem, but would you mind telling your team? Um, and in that moment, you know, again, most people didn't reply, but some said, yeah, of course mm -hmm. I will, you know, no problem at all. Um, and so there was the opportunity right there to, uh, to, to, to sort of build the audience. So, um, there was a bit of inbound going on and, and a fair bit of outbound in, in the first instance. Uh, the last thing that I point out over the course of the journey is that word of mouth has been absolutely crucial in the sense mm. that uh, once we've got people in who look, uh, sound and feel like the people who are like perfect for TMM, uh, we ask them to tell their friends uh, because a human thing <laughs> is that people mm. like people who... Uh, share their values and and so if we can find people with those values to come to our events uh, then we'd love more of them so we actively ask uh, folks to tell their friends and I don't think that's a moot point in in the slightest because I've noticed a profound difference in uh, in asking versus not asking um, so for any sort of young marketers out there um, I, th I think it's always worth having an ask uh, somewhere along the way. Uh, and ours was, would you mind bringing your friends along to this event? I think that's a really good point. And also it's a very specific ask. It's not, oh, yes. we, we, I'm sort of doing this. Could you, um, would you like to support me? It's a very specific, would you mm -hmm. like to come? Could you tell other people? Would you like to bring a friend? Absolutely. 100%. No, that's, that's, that's a great build. Yeah, that's, that's, that's spot on. 
you were very, very clear with your positioning. And yes, you, you always were. I mean, I remember the conversation and I think introvert came up in that very fairly conversation. <laughs> so it was very, very clear about what you wanted to do. You're doing lots of talking to people, but being very specific about the ask. You ran your first event, you got coverage on the first event, and then everyone, as as always happens, everyone goes, oh, that looks fun. I'd quite like to be involved. Yeah. <laughs> now you've got the problem where you start to, I'm assuming, I mean, you've got a huge, you start to build a success, which is fantastic, but you then got to police mm -hmm. this culture. And I don't know whether you feel that it's carrot and stick, whether you just encourage, do you have to police? How do you keep everything mm -hmm. safe and kind? So, uh, you know, to speak to the carrot, which is where I would say I spend 98% of my time, uh, mm -hmm. if not 99 or 100, really. Um, I, I think the amazing thing um, when you tell people to be positively lovely is generally speaking, people are. Um, and I, I think that's that's pretty profound, actually. I, I think if you, if, you, if you sort of say very clearly from the beginning, this is who we are. Then, then people have that option to opt in or opt out straight from the beginning. And so I think that clarity of message is fundamental and something we can't ignore. And the way that we demonstrate that is through our branding. Um, our logo is literally a, a smiley face with a, you know, a, um, uh, is in our, in our words, is in our website, is in our uh, event descriptions is in how people are greeted when they come through the doors, uh, is on the cups that people use when they drink. It literally says positively lovely. It's on our roll-up banners. Uh, it, it, it's everywhere. And, and I don't think we can uh, discount the importance of that at all. That's, that's the preventative sort of element of, well, it's not even preventative. You know, that's the vitamin. You know, that's the, that's the good stuff. Um, and mm -hmm. so... Clarity of communication, I think, is a very, very, very strong filtering mechanism um, straight off the bat. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I, I, I would count on one hand the, the amount of times where that has not been sufficient. Um, that being said, there is some elements of the stick which I think help reinforce those things. So at the beginning of uh, our events, something that was clear was that um, attending free events was, or signing up for free events, but then not attending them was going to be a problem. And so mm -hmm. we did introduce a stick element, which was um, our strike policy, which is if you signed up but didn't turn up three times, then uh, you got three strikes and then you were out of the group. We never actually enforced it. We never had to enforce it, but it was there. You know, it was there as a, as a thing, you know, and, and people came up to me and referenced it quite a lot. And mm -hmm. so, you know, all that really did was speak to respect, um, which I think is is a two-way street. And, and in that instance, you know, we were sort of saying, you know, if you respect us, you know, we'll create this safe space and we'll have a lovely time. So that's an example. Um, the last sort of thought that comes to mind is that I think you're right you know there is an element of policing that needs to go on sometimes I'd say the Facebook group is an example because it's probably um, easier to uh, divert from positively lovely when you're sat behind your keyboard than when you are in front of another human being mm -hmm. um, and in those instances you I take a fairly no tolerance sort of thing, you know, kind of you're out <laughs> and, and that's not really, you know, it, you know, and, and, and sometimes without warning. Um, and, and that's 
kind of okay as well because I think you have to be fiercely uh, protective of of culture and not um, fiercely protective of the culture that uh, you think is important, but certainly a culture which is held up to the standards of general human decency. Um, and so, you know, from time to time, people ask me, you know, how do you... Uh, how do you take the community where you want to take it? And the answer to that is, I don't take the community where I want to take it. The community takes itself where it wants to go. And I'm just here to make sure that everyone has a safe and kind time. Um, and so really, um, you know, if you, if, if you uphold the human decency and, and recognise that, you know, culture changes over the course of time, then I think you're in an okay place. I think if you hold on too tightly to... Um, your what you want uh, then you lose the spirit of what community really is that's a very interesting point and actually what's what you're sort of talking about is and it was something i would want to look at is it's very easy as a as a founder or as a leader to have the ego that says it's all down to me um, mm -hmm. and it's it's easy to do that when you're running a company that you didn't set up so i can imagine running a community when you did set it up it would be very <laughs> very easy to go this is this is mine um, mm -hmm. so do you have to watch that in yourself? Do you have people that support you with that? Or are you just, have you just so imbibed that idea of it being a community? How have you come to this understanding that the community will decide where it's going? I think four words changed my life, which is it's not about you. Um, <laughs> and, and it's as simple as that, really. I, I think uh, without means to go too deep and meaningful, then, you know, we're all inhibiting this planet together. So if we can come together and, and, and make it better together, then I think we should. And there has to be a sense of ego being left at the door uh, to be able to to uh, create those environments where everyone everyone benefits. And so I see myself as a part of the community. I see myself as an important part of the community, uh, of course, mm. but I don't see the community as, as, as mine, so to speak. I see it as, as a co-created activity where we've all chosen to uh, spend time together. So when you walk through those doors or you enter one of our webinars, you are part of it. You are as important as the speaker. You are as important as I am. And even if we're doing the broadcast, you know, your your opinion will be valued um, so long as it's within the realms of decency. And, and, and so so um, I guess I just don't I, I don't really want it to be about me. <laughs> you know, I want it to be about others because that's uh that's where the fun is, really, you know, and, and, and what goes around comes around, really, if we're going to start getting into cliches. Like, I know that uh, I get But I think that's really that. important. One of the things I wanted to talk about, um, one of the things that we are talking about and exploring is the fact that you are building a community. It's not, mm -hmm. I mean, there is a commercial element. We've all got to live and pay our bills, but there is a, it's a community that you're building, which is a very interesting um, organization in and of itself so that was really what I was pushing on there coming back to culture I'm very interested in the idea that you're now going internationally and I know yeah. um, you know New York's been and being around you were due to do New York just before lockdown weren't you and you were due to fly out and then we all know what happened in 2020 well we, we did we did one event just before just before lockdown we squeezed it we squeezed it in and then uh, and then and then yeah covid happened <laughs> good job you went the wrong side of the pond when when lockdown happened um well, true. you're now moving into tokyo so mm -hmm. you're now going into some very different cultures and i can imagine yes. what is positively kind and lovely in 
San Francisco may be different from what we view as positively kind and lovely in Cambridge. Mm -hmm. um, it's just because you've got a cultural difference going on. Um, yeah. and I, so I'm, I'm very intrigued by how you feel the culture is going to, whether that's going to change the culture or how you're going to absorb this. I, I think it's a fabulous, it's a fabulous and exciting challenge, isn't it? Um, I, I think, um, I, I think kindness is universal, right? You know, and, and kindness is displayed in different ways. I, I was speaking with a CMO about this last night. Um, we were we were speaking about how um, some could perceive uh, kindness to be akin to naivety. And actually, that's not that's not what we're saying. You know, kindness can be, um, you know, uh, making someone redundant from a job that they're not suited for, um, and helping them find their next thing in in a thing that you know would would set their soul on fire. You know, mm -hmm. kindness comes in, in many many ways, and I, I see that as a human trait rather than a, a cultural phenomenon. Um, and so, my expectation isn't that um, in Tokyo uh, folks would go around hugging each other in the same way as, you know, I love to do a Cambridge event, you know, and sort of mm -hmm. give everyone a big hug when they come in. Um, but there'll be an adaption, you know, there'll be a version mm -hmm. of, you know, we're going to come together and, 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 and look after each other one way or another. Um, so I think that's, that's one thing. I think the second is that um, it was an interesting observation, and so I'm going to use America, and I appreciate it's not the same as Japan. I think I think Japan is is mm. one step further along uh, the difference. Mm. But it was it was really interesting as I stood at the front of the room in New York, sort of fifty to sixty American sort of faces looking back at me, uh, mm. and and there I was, this British guy stood at the front of the room and saying, you know, let's be positively lovely in probably the most sort of capitalist city in the world. Um, the interesting thing was that through a combination of the filtering that went on through the communication of the event, but then also the communication at the event itself, you've never heard more American people in the world sort of say lovely in an evening, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that was really special. And so I think there's something there which is about uh, the novelty, almost the novelty factor, and I think it's, it's novel in the UK still, really, to sort of mm. say be positively lovely. Um, but I think it's especially novel in in the states, and um, I'm sure there'll be a version of it in in, in Tokyo, uh, in Ghana as well. Where we're, we're hoping to be picking up as well, you know. So so there'll be versions of it which exist. But I guess um, that's the lovely thing about values that if they if they if they really mean something, they probably speak to a universal human truth. Um, uh, that's 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 probably where we aimed for, you know. That's interesting. I'm, well, I'm definitely coming back on Ghana in a second. But for anybody that hasn't attended a meetup, one of the things that happens at a particularly face-to-face -to -face event is, um, I mean, you're often there, obviously in Cambridge. I know you can't you can't be in all of your your meeting events now. But <laughs> you, the last one that I attended, you actually stood at the front and reminded everybody that quite often the people in front of you can be feeling very, very shy, very insecure, not really certain what they're doing, but they've pushed themselves to be at this networking event. So be positively lovely, open up and talk to people. And it does set the tone mm -hmm. of the event. And it is part I can I fully agree with you, it is part of pushing that culture that says, you know, just basically be nice, but remember that 
sometimes we we don't open up to other people because we're so scared we're not quite certain how we're going to come across so we all realize that that's mm. how we feel it's so much easier to to then start talking and it's interesting at a networking event you can stand back at a meetup and spot people of different ages different <laughs> backgrounds different types of company and they are coming together and talking mm -hmm. absolutely you know and, and that's 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 what culture is in action right you know it, it's it's mm. It's well and good sort of saying those words and, and putting them on your, your marketing materials and stuff like that. But until people start to live it, to breathe it, to act on it, then they're, they're just words. Um, and so that's why it's one of my favorite stories ever that I was once chatting to a regular of the TMM and uh, they saw someone stood in the corner by themselves looking a bit shy. And one of our values is, is, is say hello. And, and this particular person saw the person stood by themselves and... Uh, they just went, you know, they stopped speaking with me, which was, which was one thing. <laughs> but then the second was that they went, they went, oh, say hello. And they just went over and introduced, you know, just introduced themselves. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you see people act it, but you don't necessarily hear people repeat your value back to you and then go and act upon it. And that was mm -hmm. culture in action. Um, and, and so uh, it comes back to everything we've spoken about, right? You know, just but making people very, very clear on what the expectation of the event is. Um, and then the lovely thing is that now we've got this core of people who act with those values uh, for themselves that, you know, we almost need to reinforce it so much less because they are reinforcing it for us. It becomes this lovely, you know, in marketing, we speak about a flywheel, right? You know, and, and, and mm -hmm. it becomes that flywheel. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's a beautiful thing to see. So before we finish, Joe, so how to quickly, how did Tokyo come about? And now how Ghana, is Ghana coming about? <laughs> what, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> so um, those two opportunities. So the first, uh, in fact, both both uh, people messaged me through LinkedIn. Um, so uh, Ghana uh, was uh, a LinkedIn message out of the blue uh, from from uh, someone, and uh, so we've now got a head of events uh, at the marketing meetup who who sort of like you know, make sure it's a good fit and, and, and so on and so forth. And, and so the signs are good. Um, and so that was a fairly straightforward one. Uh, Tokyo, uh, someone attended a webinar that we did um, with Mark Ritson earlier in the year, sort of said it was fabulous, uh, recognized that there wasn't something like the marketing meetup in Tokyo uh, and said, and said, uh, you know, I, I'd like to, I'd like to bring this to to us, you know, and, and raise the standards and, and give people opportunity to come together. And so um, that's really how it happens. And I guess that speaks to one of the earlier answers, which is about kind of just doing things um, mm. and kind of just being open to these things as well. You know, I, I think we've, 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 we've started to put some process around adding in new locations now, but the answer is usually yes until it's no, <laughs> you know, and, and, and really we're all about you know, the growth of TMM isn't about growing it to be this mega corp, you know, like hopefully everything I've spoken through today sort of demonstrates that like it's all about impact. And and the belief is that if we continue to spread our in-person events throughout the world, that we'll be able to have a greater impact. And the impact that we want to have is greater connection in the, in the industry, greater education and that confidence point, you know, people walk in the room and they feel like, a little bit scared like I did seven years ago mm -hmm. but they walk out uh, feeling like they've met their people 
potentially met a new friend, certainly learned something, uh, but got a new contact. If, if we take people on that journey of confidence, we've really, really, really done our job at TMM. So, uh, so yeah, it's good. Joe Glover, that's a fantastic place to finish. So Joe Glover, the, the guy that created the marketing meetup, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> and considering the number of events that you have, I'm very grateful that you found the time to come on the podcast and talk about culture <laughs> and building community. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> the Cambridge Marketing Podcast from Cambridge Marketing College, training marketing and PR professionals across the globe.